everybody, welcome to the Terrible Teens Podcast. So this is the first episode, actually the second episode. Yeah, we'll call this episode two. So the reason I did this podcast is because I talked to so many parents that are struggling so much with their children and they're just stressed out of their minds and I feel for them. I lost my son four years ago, almost five years ago, and uh, I didn't want to see another parent have to go through something like that. So that's why I wrote a book, that's why I changed my career, that's why I'm on this new mission to help as many parents as I can connect with their children, make them successful, Make them happy, make themselves happy, be a happy family, love one another, so on and so forth, because it's possible. I know you may be thinking to yourself, oh, I'm a parent, and my teenager is absolutely driving me crazy, and I think I'm going to die. It's like, step back, take a couple of deep breaths. It's not that bad. I, I know you may think it's bad, but there is always hope. Okay? And that's what I'm here to do with this podcast and this show here that I'm going to have on YouTube. And the reason I call it Terrible Teens is because everybody frames our two-year-olds as terrible twos. The terrible twos. Really? Are you out of your friggin' mind? Terrible twos is nothing like a teenager. It's terrible teens. Okay? It's a play on words. <laughs> you need some some uh, kind of background on that. I'm not saying teenagers are terrible. I'm saying that two-year-olds, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just being two-year-olds. Teenagers are just misunderstood. They're not getting what they need from us as parents. And with this podcast and this show, hopefully I'm going to be able to give you some support, advice, and help you become more connected because that's what a connected parent is. Okay, When our teenagers have emotional challenges, they're rebelling, they're acting out, there is a reason behind it. And I see so many parents that want to just take the, the easy way out and press that easy button. And when I say easy button, I'm saying they want to send them to a, a therapist or a psychiatrist. And hopefully they'll put them on drugs to numb them up. And that's not the answer, people. These are our children. This is, this is their, their life, their future. And it's our job to guide, love, mentor, and support them. Not push them off to somebody else because we don't have the time or the energy to deal with them. They act out for a reason. And in this podcast, I'm going to share with you stories from parents just like you that are going to, hopefully, you'll be able to identify with something. Or maybe not. Maybe you'll think I'm crazy. But this first episode is going to be nice and quiet because my dogs aren't around to drive me crazy. <laughs> They're off getting a spa. So how it's going to work is you guys send me emails. What's up to 
just like it says what's up that's what my son used to say what's up at richiepryor.com take your emails and I'm gonna read them the more detail the better but don't write books because I want to try to keep these podcasts to 45 minutes to an hour but what I'm gonna be talking about is teenage challenges from all over the country and all over the world as long as I send in in an English I just came back from Poland for two weeks. I've been there 20 times, and everybody's just so pissed off that I don't speak Polish. And then I did some research, because they're always picking on me. And it's like, you know the third hottest language in the world to learn as an English speaker? Yeah, it's Polish, right? Mandarin is, is number one, I think. Number two is some kind of crazy... Um, Arabic, Lithuanian language, something like that. I, I forgot what it was. But number three was Polish. So what are you telling me, people? I'm trying to overcome such amazing odds in trying to learn Polish. But I, I understand a lot what they're speaking. But anyway, so the reason I went there is I have no idea. I get distracted sometimes. But what I'm saying is that... Me not l knowing the language or not knowing a lot about it, that's kind of where we are with our teenagers. You know, we understand a little bit, just like I understand a little bit of Polish. But something gets lost in the translation. And when you hear your, your, your teenager saying, you don't understand me. And then we're not speaking the same language. I don't understand you. And you end up butting heads, right? Exactly. And that's what we have. We have a communication problem. We have a hearing problem. We have a listening problem. And throughout this podcast, when I can, I'm going to insert a lot of what I know, a lot of what I've learned. I've spent the last two years working with parents from all over the board. Um, right now, I'm working in some prisons and some sober homes. And with some young adults and some older parents and these young adults, these children's, uh, these children, I call them children because they're younger than me, they're casualties of, of parenting that was, was not that good. And again, I don't blame anybody. We all parent as best as we can with the resources we have available and we parent with the experience and with the knowledge we got from home, our own parents. That's all we get. There's no certification. There's no tests to become a parent. All you need is two consenting adults and some sex, and then you have a baby. Okay? That's a big problem with society. I think there should be a certification or some kind of test you take before you can have a baby. Isn't it ridiculous? Something so precious, anybody can do it. Anybody can just have a baby, and that's it. And a lot of people out there, unfortunately, shouldn't have babies. But I'm not here to discuss that. So that's what the podcast is all about. Maybe I'm going to have some people out there that want to come in and be a, be a guest on my, my show here, and maybe not. But I have plenty of emails that from you know concerned parents that are having challenges that 
I could do it by myself. <laughs> so that's it. Any questions? No? Good, right? Because it's just me and you right now. So let's go on. Let's get our first question. Let's see what we have here. This is titled, uh, the subject line, Apparently my 18-year-old daughter wants her car to be stolen. Okay, that's interesting. I have a scatterbrained 18-year-old daughter. We live in a small town that is very safe. But crime is non-existent. Twice in the last week. So, but crime is non-existent. So, I'm not sure if she's saying, so it's very safe and crime is non-existent. So, there's no crime. So, she goes on to say, twice in the last week, I've discovered that she left the keys sitting on the driver's seat in the car door unlocked overnight. Awesome. I can't take the car away. Okay, that's we're gonna talk about that segue. I can't take the car away. She is eighteen after all and she works a lot. Taking the car is just not practical. I've thought of moving the car so she thinks it was stolen. <laughs> well that's something I would have done twenty years ago. But we always seem to discover this during one of those hunts for the car keys, and then it's too late to move it. Looking for any ideas on how to lock her, get her to lock her doors and bring her keys in the house. Okay, I'm going to say this is a mom, because most, most of the moms out there are the only ones that write, because I think dads, dads, you, gotta, you guys got to like get engaged. You know, there's support out there. Don't think you have all the answers because we don't. It's okay to get support. It's okay not to have all the answers. And we put all the burden on the moms to do all this work. Email me. Get some questions. So let's let's break this down a little bit. So you live in a safe town and your daughter's leaving her keys on the car seat. So I guess my question is, what are you so fearful about? Are you fearful that your car's going to get stolen? So what are the consequences to you if the car gets stolen? Because that's what you're thinking about. Because the consequences for her, if she leaves the keys in the car and it gets stolen, she won't have no car. And what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that if the car gets stolen, she's not going to have a car? You're going to have to drive her places? That's probably what it is. So what you need to do is say, hey, honey, I, you left your keys in the car. You know, if your car gets stolen, I'm not a taxi driver. I'm busy. So just letting you know. That's how simple it is. Why do you need to be the low jack for her keys? That's rescuing, okay? And that's one thing I teach parents is we can't rescue. We have to let them face these consequences, you know? Or she's going to be leaving... But she's got no fears, right? She's not fearful that her car's going to be stolen. She feels safe. So why do you want to have to control the situation to instill fear into her? I would love. I left my car open where I used to live for like 20 years. Never locked it. Never cared. My wife goes, well, what if they, they rob your stuff out of it? Then they rob the stuff out of it. I don't really have anything good in there. They... They don't steal radios anymore. I don't even know if they steal cars. Who steals cars? I guess if you leave the keys on the car seat, I guess that would 
it was still the God. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. So what I'm telling you, I guess, Mom, is that you just need to tell her, hey, I'm not going to be available to drive you if your car gets stolen. Okay? And I think maybe you're afraid that she won't need you, you know, to help her look for the keys. I'm just kind of confused about where where you're concerned here. Like I said, if the car gets stolen, it's not your problem. It's hers, right? And what else did she say? She was thinking about moving the car. Um, and I, she's a, she sounds like a good kid. She's 18 years old. She works a lot. And you're thinking about taking the car away from her because she leaves the keys in the car? That is ridiculous. Punishing and discipline, it doesn't work. I just did a nine-part series on Instagram about punishment and discipline. It's like she leaves her keys in the car, so you're going to take her car away from her. Let the car get stolen. How's that for a consequence? Taking the car away from her? Why? Because she forgot the keys in the car seat? It's not like she left the car running at a bank in front of a bank that was getting robbed, right? <laughs> no. They forget. Teenagers forget. They make mistakes. Why did we think was we were so perfect? Were we so perfect at their age? It's ridiculous. So she forgot the keys. Big deal. There were bigger problems in life. So think about that. Set the rules. Tell her what's going on. And be done with it. And I think hiding the car, that was cute. That's what I would have done, really. I would have I hit the car. <laughs> just parking her on the street, just look at her face. And just seeing, see. And I'm telling you, it sounds like she's just so laid back and kind of, you know, that she was like, oh, somebody stole the car. And that's it. Let me just call an Uber and I'll get to work. Okay, so <laughs> let's move on. I hope that answered your question. If not, hit me up and we can we can try it again at what's up at richiepryor.com. Okay, next one. Uh, this one's teen daughter stirring trouble. This is kind of a long one, so we'll break it down into a couple parts. Why would a 15-year-old who is on Prozac and sees a psychiatrist every three months tell her doctor she fears for her life and is abused by her mother? Mind you, she outweighs her mother by 30 pounds and is several inches taller than her mother. I think she's talking to herself in the second person. The daughter has gotten in her face stating, you want to go? This clearly is not behavior of a kid who fears for her safety. Backstory, she is dramatic and lied last year to her regular doctor claiming her brother who, has, who is half her weight and two years younger tried choking her and she feared for her safety. The doctor asked me about it and I told her, I thought it was fabricated, but if she felt it was necessary to report it to Child Protective Services, then I support her decision. The daughter has confessed to hallucinate and see someone who is not actually there. She refuses to talk to her mother when she doesn't get her way, such as allowing a boy in her room after getting caught last year, getting way too intimate in the next room with the door open. Then she goes on to say, I required her to go to B.C., to go on BC, oh, birth control, for fear she would get pregnant. Although she was a virgin, to my knowledge. Okay, good luck with that. <laughs> Clearly, 
The girls suffered from mental and behavioral issues. Child Protective Services did their job and came out to assess it was found to be unsubstantiated claim after hearing everyone's testimony. As expected, she told CPS officer that she is sober for the first time this week from weed and has skipped 70, 70 plus days of school. Parents are unaware of the weed abuse, but has been in contact with teachers about truancy. CPS highly recommended an undisciplined report with the Justice Department. Clearly, there is a need for an intervention. So is this a tactic to get removed from the home? Whew. Actually, I have no idea what the freak you're talking about. I don't know if you're the mom or if you're a concerned citizen, if you're a relative. It sounds like that this young girl has a lot of challenges. She's got a lot of trauma in her life. It sounds like that, you know, she's going to a psychiatrist. I mean, she's hallucinate, hallucinating. Um, she suffers mental behavior, behavioral issues. I mean, I don't know what kind of information you're looking at. Yeah, maybe it seems like she wants to get taken out of the house, but it's clear that she's got some mental health issues that, that need to be addressed. Uh, I can't believe I read that because I didn't know what, what kind of advice you're looking for. Sorry. Grab another one here. My 17-year-old has no interest in driving others. Just curious. Many of his friends don't seem to care about driving. My son is, my son is a bit of an introvert, so he really doesn't get out too often. We live in, the, we live in an area where he can walk to work, school, movies, 7-Eleven, etc. Mostly concerned about next year when he graduates high school. What are you concerned about? Kids these days, they don't even get their licenses. They have this thing called Uber or Lyft. That's what they're using. Okay? And if these live if you guys live in a convenient area, what is the push to have him get his license? What do you fear the most? What do you need to control about his life? You're concerned about next year when he graduates from high school? What are you concerned about? That he's got to take a bus to get to a job? That he's got to go take a bus to get to school? Why are you getting so stressed out about that? That's his decision. He's going to be 18 in a year. He's an adult. Why do you care if he gets his license? That's a simple one. Okay? <laughs> That's a real simple one. Let's grab another one. my book, but that's alright. My son blinded me and hurt my feelings. My 16-year-old son is a very good kid. He has great grades, babysits his little brother a few nights a week, so I can go into work and, wor and my working pays for his voice lessons and his middle brother's guitar lessons. Um, so this Saturday we threw a huge surprise, surprise luau and his gift was a trip to Hawaii. Just him and us. Wow. A gift to Hawaii? You want to adopt somebody? Tonight I sat down to talk about anything else he might want to do and he mentioned he may need to talk to his voice teacher and see if it would be moral to compete in an upcoming voice competition since the finals would be held a day after our flight to Hawaii. It is a state competition um, 
He informed me that he would rather complete, compete in the contest if he makes it to the finals and go on the trip with myself and his dad. I put so much I. Okay, so he wants to compete in the contest instead of going on to Hawaii. I put so much money, I, meaning her, she put so much money and energy into this trip. I did it without, I did without to be able to pay for all of it. I teared up in front of him, something I try not to do with teenagers. He went to comfort me, but I told him we could talk later about it. Okay, so right there, Mom, you, you made a big mistake. Okay, I just, I want to call you out on that one. Why don't you, why don't you cry in front of your kids? And burying those emotions are the worst thing in the world because it teaches them to bury them. And when they don't see you ever emotional, how do you think they're going to be as adults? They're going to hold everything in, especially teenagers. When you don't, we don't see you releasing, releasing stuff, releasing anger, frustration, they hold it in. And what does that manifest? It gets to a point where it manifests to a point where they end up needing to release that in another form, which is rebellious behavior, which is cutting, talking about suicide, hanging around with the wrong crowd, drugs, alcohol, you name it. So when you're not crying in front of him, you're doing him a disservice. So we'll start with that one. Okay? And then the thing about the trip, you said you wanted the trip for him. But if that's not what he wants, do you want to force him to do something he doesn't want to do? It sounds like he's passionate about this con singing contest. Would you rather drag him on the trip and have him be miserable? What kind of vacation is that? Are there any options to cancel it, to postpone it? And if he wants to do the competition, why not let him do that if that's what he wants to do? But you see what's happening here is that you're letting your emotions take control of the situation. You're hurt because you did without, like you said, you did without to be able to pay for it. And now he's hurt your feelings because he wants to do what he wants to do. And that's control. And we don't want to control our children. Because if you force them to go on this vacation, how do you think that's going to work out? How do you think he's going to feel on that vacation? Do you think he's going to resent you for the rest of his life saying, wow, what if I won that? What if I went to that singing competition? And what about if there was an agent there that discovered me and I would have been this big superstar, but instead my mom forced me to go to Hawaii and sit on this beach and now I'll never forgive her or my dad. Those are the consequences. So you need to start thinking about the consequences of this. And then when he went to comfort you, you shut him down. Why would you shut your child down? He seems like an amazing kid. You told me he's an amazing kid. Instead of letting him hug you and letting him console you because you were upset, you not only made him feel bad for him wanting to do what he wanted to do, but then you put up a wall by not allowing him to have contact with you, to console you. How do you think that made him feel? Unloved? 
personality made him feel bad about himself, made him feel like he did something wrong when he didn't do anything wrong. God, he was telling you the truth. He was being honest with you. And we are so fortunate to have a, a young man at 16 years old like that. Be thankful. Forget about the Hawaii trip. You know, it's just money. Go make more. And I'm sorry you had to do without. Maybe you can auction it off on a website or give it to somebody or do something else with it. Or take your other kid. Whatever the case is. And she goes on to say, I just don't know what to do. It's amazing he is so dedicated on one hand, but on the other hand, he's won quite a few contests recently, and there were always more right around the corner. I really wanted to spend this time with him. I know it's a short two years until he will be in the real world going to school, working, and being on. And, and to be honest, I've never really been on a vacation like this either, so I'm pretty excited to be able to go by myself. So that's it. Go by yourself. But you see where you're coming from here, Mom. It's... You're saying that, you know, there's always another contest right around the corner. And you really wanted to spend that time with him. And you're worried about time running out. Time isn't running out. He's not going anywhere. He's just going off to school. Or whatever he's doing. So maybe plan a vacation out in a couple years. It's like you're on a clock. You're on a time clock. You're in a race to the finish line. And you need to get this vacation done. So come to the realization that allow him to do what he wants to do. Allow him to go to these contests. He's passionate about it. Maybe he's going to be a superstar. Maybe he's going to change the world. And get out of your own ego. And like you said... Never been on a vacation like this? You're pretty excited? You and your husband go. Have a party. You'll have a good time on vacation. He'll have a good time doing his contest. And then, down the line, because you have a lot of time left, have another vacation. Do that special vacation with him. Great one. I hope that helped. If not, Send a complaint. <laughs> My complaint team. Okay. This is the last one we're going to do today. I hope you guys are getting something out of this. Uh, if not, tell me. Tell me it needs to be changed. I want some comments. I want feedback. What's up at richieprior.com? Okay. My son has zero motivation. Uh, I hear this one all the time. Zero motivation. My 15-year-old son, who is very intelligent, has no motivation. He tests very high in the state testing. We're going to skip through that. He frequently does not get up for school. He takes excessive time, hours, to get ready for school. So he ends up being late and missing his first two classes almost every day. He doesn't do any of his homework assignments. He comes home from school and goes to bed, plays on his phone, or sits with the dogs. We're going to stop right there, and we're going to just we're going to break this down because there's a lot here. So a child, a teenager, being in school all day, what is the last thing that they want to do when they come home? When you come home from work all day, would you like to go and do more work? When you work all day, would you like to come home and talk about work? Hey, I had a great day at work. This is what I did. 
know. Our children want to come home from school. They don't want to talk about school. They don't want to talk about homework. They don't want to do homework right away. They want to come home and they want to unwind and be left alone. So when I hear parents saying, oh, they come home and they just go in their room and close the door. Yes, because they want peace and quiet. They don't want, you know, a 20-question lecture about school. You need to understand that. You need to think about that. Just think about when they come through that door. I love you, honey. I'm so glad you're home. Big hug, big kiss, and then let them be. No, how was school? How was that test? Did you have any tests today? How's that going? How were your friends doing today? How's that teacher treating you? Did you pass in that homework assignment? Do you hear? It's like the Spanish Inquisition. Who wants to listen to that? That's why we push our children away. That's how we become disconnected parents. We need to understand that. So he goes to bed, plays with his phone, or sits with the dogs. He's sitting with the dogs because the dogs release stress. And it sounds like you're coming into a little bit of a stressful house. Uh, let's just go back a little bit. He frequently does not get up for school. He takes excessive time, hours to get ready for school. So he ends up being late and missing his first two classes. He doesn't do any of his homework assignments. So what? Who cares? Who gives a shit? Why are you so worried about it? I'll tell you why. Biggest fear parents have when kids don't do their homework, don't do, you know, late for school. It's that they run their mind. The ego goes and it's like, okay, they feel they, they don't go to school. They don't do their homework. They're going to fail a class. They're going to fail a test, fail a class, get thrown out of school, probably maybe be homeless, maybe live with me for the rest of my life, go do drugs, uh, end up in prison. You, you see how? You see how, as a parent, our minds, our fears go all the way there? At the top of the fear list is that they'll live with us forever and they'll never be able to support themselves and we'll have to feed them and clothe them for the rest of their lives. That's how we go from not doing their homework to that. We go from one extreme to the other. And that's all just because school. School's a bunch of, I don't want to say bullshit, but it is. Math, English, just get your GED or your graduate and, and that's it. And go off and work and find your passion and go do whatever you need to do. They're not interested. Okay? Maybe you were, they're not. So let them suffer those consequences. Stop being the alarm clock. Talk to parents all the time. My kid won't get out of bed in the morning. I'm late for work. Stop being the alarm clock unless you friggin' love controlling them. <laughs> Honey, you're going to be late. Honey, you're going to be late. Then you're late. They're late. You're stressed. They're stressed. Arguing, yelling, screaming. Everybody's going off to school and work with a shit ton of cortisol flowing through their bodies. That's the way to start a day? No. Let them do what they need to do. Let them figure out those natural consequences. They don't do their homework. They're late for school. They fail a test. They fail a class. <laughs> they maybe go to summer school. You want to go to school in the summer? Okay. You don't graduate high school? 
let's look at let's go look at you know let's go look at uh, what jobs you can get as a uh, that doesn't require a high school diploma. Reality, natural consequences. Don't worry about them. If if all hell breaks loose, you can always buy a studio apartment with no couch, right? <laughs> and make sure it's a stand-up shower because if it isn't, they're gonna try to sleep in the tub. Okay, so um, okay, so I'll, I'll piss. I'm glad I stopped there. Oh my god, I have taken away his phone. But I was letting him have it on days he got to school on time. Bah! Shit! I can't imagine. Okay. Listen, all you parents out there that use your child's technology and video games as leverage against them, trying to control them. You gave them these freaking devices with absolutely no boundaries. They got attached to them. They loved them. And then, because they didn't do their homework, you take their phone away. Does that make any sense at all? That's like, say if you love eating chocolate, and you don't want to eat chocolate, and you ate a piece of chocolate, I'm going to take your phone away. That's ridiculous. It makes se no sense. That's why they get pissed off so much. We give them this, these gifts here. And all of a sudden, they do something wrong. It's like, oh, give me that back. Because you didn't behave the way I expected to you behave. That is such bullshit. And that's why kids get really angry about that. And playing games like this, he went to school on time. Here's your phone back. And then the next day he's late. Oh, I'm going to take that away. You are creating a child that is going to resent you for a long time. You're creating a child that's going to have low self-esteem, low self no confidence, because you're playing games. Stop. Stop with the removing of the technology and punishing them with consequences that make no sense. When he's late, let the school deal with it. Why are you taking away his phone? So you see that you took his phone, so some days he's on time and some days he's not. So it's still not working. You would think that if you took the phone away, from now on he'd be, he'd be up every day for the rest of his life. See, it doesn't work. So stop doing it. You're only pushing your children further away. Because what are they going to school at? Yeah, my mom. Yeah, she's a real bitch. Yep, she took my phone away because I was late. And then the other kid, oh yeah, my mom's a bitch too. She does the same thing to me. That's when they start connecting with their teen tribe. That's when your problems start beginning. So, oh, stop doing that, okay? Let him have natural consequences and stop taking his phone away from him. Okay, I took him to the ND doctor to rule out any physical issues, thyroid and it. Anima, I took him to a counselor last spring who gave us zero feedback and suggested his behavior is normal. <laughs> of course it fucking is. It's fucking normal. They are living their own life. It, they're experiencing their own world. They are on kid time, not adult time. It's two different times. 
our adult time, we have friggin' timelines and deadlines. Kids don't. They don't give a shit. And that's the beauty of it. But we're so worried about them and what they're going to do in their future. We don't allow them to grow up and be who they're going to be. And if that's laying around in bed and being late, so friggin' be it. And then I had a mom say to me, well, you, we have to motivate them. That's not the right way. Bullshit. How are you going to motivate somebody that's not motivated to do anything? You're going to take their phone away? What else are you going to do? Gonna have? I had a father tell me, God, a couple of weeks ago that he needed to get his son off the computer. He needed him to go to the gym and get out of the house. So I asked him, well, that's great. You and him can go to the gym. Oh, I don't go to the gym. I'm a homebody. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> you want your kid to go to the gym, but you're a homebody. Our kids model us. So if your ass is sitting around the house all day, what do you think your kid's going to do? I'm going to sit around the house all day, too. That's what Dad does. And then telling them to go to the gym when you don't go to the gym. That's ridiculous. So I'm glad he's healthy. He is not disabled, so we can't get an IEP. They want an IEP for this child. Just because he's not motivated. He tests high. He tests very high in testing. In pre-calculus. Fuck. And you want to try, you want you want him to be disabled? Is that what you want? Oh, my God. I, I, I'll tell you, this this was a really good one. This this mom wants a disabled child. She wants to maybe dope him up. Oh, uh, I got him five different types of alarm clocks, but he doesn't use them. Because he doesn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't want to use your fucking alarm clocks. At bedtime, he goes to bed, but... I think he goes and just pets the dog or stays up late some other way. And then he is too tired to get up in the morning. I have locked down. Here we go again. I have locked down Wi-Fi, Xbox, his phone, our personal devices. So I don't think he can get on the internet at night after we are asleep. Yep. Because you know what? He's, oh, oh. And the router says no activity. Don't you have anything better to do? Why don't you go to sleep? Why don't you go to sleep at night instead of worrying about this child? I'm going to tell you one thing, Mom. Why don't we do this? This is a plan for you for 21 days. 21 days it takes to form a new habit. So for 21 days, why don't you just let your son be? Let him get whatever natural consequences are coming his way. You do your thing. He do, does his thing. Stop worrying about the Xbox, his phone. Give him all his shit back. Maybe if you give him all his shit back, he'll start doing what he's supposed to be doing. He loves all this stuff. And then she goes on to say, the TVs also have passwords. Are you running a concentration camp? Are you freaking kidding me? I'm at my wit's end. Yeah, so is your son. And he's 15, and I guarantee you, in three years, he's going to be out of the house as fast as he can, and he's going to resent every minute that you did this stuff to him. You think you're doing right by him, but you're not. You're not allowing him to develop and experience life on his own terms. And I don't care anybody send me hate mail. I don't give a shit. You know, this child is having challenges because you're trying to control him, and he doesn't want to be controlled. 
So get rid of the five alarm clocks. You thought you would have thought that after two that he wouldn't want them. So why did you buy five? So, okay, so the pastor and the team meet. We have talked to the principal, the school counselor, the school resource officer. Teachers, teachers, no changes. My husband and I are so very frustrated and really hurting our relationship as well because we start almost every day with this enormous frustration and anger. Yes. Stop stressing about it and let it be because you're sacrificing the whole entire family because your son won't get up, won't go to school on time. 21 days, just let it be. Please try that. Because I can see you've gotten everybody involved but the Secretary of State and maybe um, the, <laughs> the guy that does the, uh, I forgot the guy's freaking name, the Surgeon General. <laughs> maybe the Surgeon General's got an answer. What you have here is a failure to communicate. Famous words, Axel Rose. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. So, yeah. So then she goes on to say, I've approached my son calmly for two weeks straight. No anger, no talking. That doesn't help either. He says he isn't being bullied at school and denies any physical sexual abuse by any adults. Are you going there, too? Any resources? Yeah. Two weeks straight, no anger, no talking, and that doesn't help either. Let's do three weeks straight. Give him all his shit back. Stop hounding about school. You and your husband go out on some dates. Fall in love. Let your son be who he's going to be. Let him s suffer any natural consequences. Let him grow up. Stop trying to control him. He's going to love you for it. Okay, because you've tried everything else, just leave him be. Let him alone. Just for three weeks. Don't ask him any questions. I love you. Every now and then, walk by his door. Honey, I love you. Thank you for being part of my life. That's it. Send him a love note every now and then, a little post-it note. I love you. That's it. Give him all his stuff back. And let him handle the natural consequences of whatever comes with. Wow. See how riled up I get on that shit? But we tackled so many things right there. And that just that last question. I'm hoping you guys got something out of that. We need to allow our, our children to experience life. We cannot control and, and manipulate them. Because they are just trying to find a little piece of their lives that they can control themselves. And our parents ask me all the time, why... Why is my child rebelling? Why are they doing drugs? Why are they ignoring me? Why do they say they hate me? Because those little things they can control. They can control when they do drugs. They can control rebelling. They can control that they hate you. Their whole life they're being controlled by parents, teachers, and whoever else is in their world. So give them the space. Let them develop. Be there to support them and guide them. Be connected. If you're interested, get a copy of my book, uh, Worries of Life, Conquering Grief, Battling Your Way Back to Happiness. It's not a it's a book about grief, but it's also a book about professional development 
and finding your way through the most challenging situations in life. Uh, also, I got a free class. Uh, all the book proceeds go to my son Richie's foundation, the Richie Tire Foundation. We provide assistive technology to kids with disabilities. And if you're interested, I have a free teen class on my website, richietire.com. It's a class to help parents coach their kids because we're just passengers on their journey of life. We're not meant to hold the steering wheel or control them. So that's it. Peace out. This is episode two, wrapping it up. I hope you enjoyed it. What's up at richietire.com? If you want to send me your questions, if you want to complain, if you want to tell me I'm full of shit. <laughs> but read my reviews on my website. People will tell you this shit works. So listen, observe, pay attention, take action. Because it's never too late to help your children and yourself. Till next time.